Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxly. Now, Taxly offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxly show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxly.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary Hall of Fame coach, my guy, Bob Huggins. And I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office News. And I'm J.T. Smith, Editor-in-Chief of the Front Office News. Now, fellas, people are loving the podcast. Uh, I was at the, I guess, three games this past week for basketball. I was at the football game as well and had a ton of people stop me and talk about the podcast. And they love, I think, the content that we're delivering because they can go to the game and now they're looking for certain things. So we need to keep giving these people good content, JT. For sure, man. Yeah, people have been been having real good high praises for it, man. So we appreciate it. And it's pretty dope that people are stopping us like, hey, we like we like what you guys are doing. So, yeah, I, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah. And Neil, a couple of people have said something to you as well. Yeah, a few people have uh, stopped me and said how we are doing a very great job delivering some good content for the Bearcats fans. So we definitely appreciate all the support that we are receiving and we look forward to uh, deliver more powerful content for you guys. Now let's go ahead and recap the EKU game. The Bearcats moved to 3-0 and after beating EKU 87-69. to Now this was the third game in seven days and I feel like there was some fatigue this game and it's probably a little bit more mental fatigue. You know, Hensley rolls his ankle. I know he kind of toughed it through. Skillings gets hurt. Newman's obviously out. He's hurt. Reed and Sage not playing. So I think three guys played like 30 minutes plus. Now, JT, at one point, it looked like we were going to run away with this game, but, you know, we let EKU back in. Do you think it was partly fatigue um, or do you think there were other things that factor? Uh, I won't say fatigue, man. I just think they well, EKU didn't go away. You know what I mean? Like I think the Bearcats gave them a, a couple of good body blows, and you know they got back up at the standard eight count, and they kind of like pushed the Bearcats on their heels a little bit, and then they just kind of grinded it out, and then put the stake in them. You know what I mean? At the end, you know, it stood over top of them. But I just think it was EKU. I credit EKU just for not giving up because when they were down yeah. in twenties, they could have just rolled. And I think the Bearcats thought that was what was going to happen, especially being at home. And it didn't happen. They were like, they made a couple shots and it was like, uh-oh. Then their, their momentum just started hitting. Then it was different lineups. So, eh, you know, the injuries didn't help, you know, but at the same time, it was something I think they had to go through um, because, you know, the first two games, you know, it's been pretty, pretty simple for the most part. And this one was a grinder, more of a grind out game. So, um, yeah. well, the second game was a grinder too, but this one was a little more of a grinder where they had a big lead and had control of the game. So I, I, it was good to see them get punched back, and then be able to deliver the, the finishing blow at the end. And, Neil, what were some of the positives you took away from this game? Um, I think the positives overall really started with the play of Jared Hensley. I mean, he had a career day, 11 points, uh, three rebounds, and two blocks, and he went 4-7 from the field in 20 minutes, and I thought he looked fantastic on defense. But what really stood out to me about Jared Hensley was his ability to attack the rim and finish. And that's something the Bearcats have needed the last few seasons, and we saw Hensley make a lot of defensive strides and make those positive strides late in the season last year, but 
with guys like John Newman out with an injury now and Dan Skilling's also turning his ankle, look for Jared Hensley to take that uh, big step. And we've obviously seen him start to regain his confidence a little bit. And I think Jared Hensley could really turn it on here with Newman now being out for a quite a bit of extended time. So I think the play of Hensley, but I was also very impressed with the play of Odia Guama. I mean, obviously the stat sheet you're looking down at it right now, he only finished with two points, but he finished with 12 rebounds. I mean, just the ability for Odia Guama to come in and really affect this game on the glass was a huge impact for the Bearcats. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm glad you brought that up because Odie's kind of like that forgotten guy. Like, no one ever talks about him. Nobody mentions him, but he plays with a high motor and rebounds the shit out of the basketball. So, you know, if we can add that to every single game, it, it's really going to help out the Bearcat team. Now, I, I want to touch back on Jared Hensley real quick. Um, and I've talked about Jared before. Absolutely love that kid. A fantastic kid. Um, but but his attitude, and I think Wes had mentioned something in the presser about his attitude at, at one point. Um, the kid is a fantastic kid. But the, the reason I think he has such a great attitude, um, his parents were in town for the game. And um, I got to know his dad, James, pretty well. Um, his mom's great people as well. And... You know, we talked after the game with his mother and father and and Jarrett and just solid people, man. Telling Jarrett all the right stuff as a parent, you know, lifting him up, encouraging him. Because sometimes, you know, parents will will tell their kids things and it's not really what that kid needs to hear at that time. But uh, they're just a fantastic uh, family. So as a matter of fact, the dad, uh, James Hensley, sent me a text just yesterday, actually, um, thanking me for talking with Jarrett and encouraging him. So just fantastic people. And I wanted to definitely give them a shout out. Glad to see Jarrett playing well. I've got to mention this too. And I think I need to almost add this after every home game, but we had another former Bearcat great in the house for the game. Former Bearcat Curtis Bostick was in the house. Uh, Neil, you're probably too young to know who Curtis Bostick is, but um Big seaboat. Uh, Neil, do you know who Curtis Bostick is? Uh, briefly, not not too <laughs> in depthly, but briefly. <laughs> you could you you could have said no. It's all good. It's uh, all good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's all um, Sebo is if I mean I I don't know how old he is now, fifty something, but I mean he still looks like he could bench press the Fifth Third Arena. I mean, a dude still is in immaculate shape, and he he was one of those recruits that Hugs got. You know, if you think back in the day when Hugs went out recruiting guys, he wasn't able to get some of the the higher level, you know, guys that other schools were getting. And he went out and got guys like Curtis Bostick, who were physical specimens, and he says, I'm going to take this guy, and I'm going to make him a good basketball player. And then he's got this body already, and we're just going to go out and pound and beat people up. And it worked. And, and Curtis Bostick was definitely a building block uh, for that. And so shout out to big, uh, I call him Sebo, my guy Sebo. R- really very, very nice guy and successful family as well. Now tonight, the Bearcats take on NKU at 7 p.m. at the Truist Arena. Now we want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games Get there early because the place is packed during Bearcat game day. So thanks to Kelly and Rich at Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Let's jump into the Big O segment and sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. Now in this segment, we cover players to watch and key matchups. NKU is currently 1-1 one one with a loss to Kent State and a win over 
UC Claremont. So, JT, who should we be looking for to have a big game for the Bearcats tonight? Okay, I'll, I'm looking at Big Vic, man, because um, – even though you need some, game, you want some big Vic energy, huh? Yeah, big Vic energy. Oh, shout out to the, uh, the the Go Bearcats site using my quote and getting that getting that out there. That was my question. So, oh, I I'm take that. I saw uh, that. Yeah, with that, the, was with me. The, that was me. Well, yeah, so shout shout out to that. You know, the, the, what, you what's that? What is, I was just asking what is him, that? Like, what is that that Vic does? But he, this is like he's his flex. He goes like, you know what I mean. So, I asked that question just okay. you know just to lighten up the mood in there. And everybody ran with it. It was great. So, that yeah. Was dope. Um, but Vic, man, because yeah, that was good. You know, he had that a double double the previous game, right? And then he followed it up. Yeah, he was saddled with foul trouble early, but at the end, he helped put the stake in the in the, in the heart of NKU, uh, so to speak. And his plays, he could have been out there playing sad, and uh, I haven't been playing. At first, he didn't have a flow. He missed a couple of easy shots, but he kept battling, made a big block, got the dunk on, and made it behind the back pass that made everybody go crazy. So I want to see if you're going to carry this momentum at, at, on the road to NKU to see if you can get another double-double. Because I, I I think Vic is that talented. I can't go into the other guys, like, you know, shout out to David Julius for winning AAC Player of the Week last week. And you know what yeah. Julius does, especially with – like, I just love him and um, Nolly on the floor together. Because I play him, I play Landers – because he can score everywhere on the court, it makes it so much easier for the Julius to pick his shots, and it's great. I just feel like they're gonna all gonna get better. And then I feel like um, um, JD played his best game of the season. Only shot one or two bad shots. If you could bottle that up, and he plays like that, maybe he doesn't score nineteen points, but if he gets 10, 8 to ten, eight to fourteen points, and he plays solid on defense like he did, hustles. I just think it he's the X factor where he could just take this team to another level. And if he plays like he did against e, um, EKU, the Bearcats, barring injuries, can be very special this year. And I just like how he played under control, and he didn't really hunt crazy shots. He only had one shot that was like, all right, J.D. But besides that, I thought he played – even when he missed, like, I'm a guy, I don't care if you miss, take the good shot. And I thought he took a good shot. He only made, maybe took one or two bad shots. One for sure. The other one was 50-50. But if he does that and balls that up, that's great. I just want to throw this out there. The Bearcats are undefeated when Vic throws a behind the back pass for a bucket. So, <laughs> so we got to we got to keep that going. Yeah, go early. He got to start that off on the first play of the game. Going to be in the scouting report now. Right, right. Watch the behind the back pass and transition. Right. I got to send him Vic a message and tell him that. Um, Neil, now what Norse what Norse players should we be watching out for? So, yeah, I think obviously everyone uh, should watch out. They have tremendous guard play. But I was actually in the uh, arena on Saturday to watch him play UC Claremont as I filled in for Tim Daniel, 48 minutes. But what stood out to me was the guard play of NKU. Obviously, it looks like on paper the Bearcats have the size, which I would agree. But their guard play between guys like Sam Vincent, Marquez Work, and Trayvon Faulkner Obviously, that's a very experienced backcourt with uh, Sam being the youngest just as a sophomore. But Marquez works a junior guard who's coming off a 26-point performance versus UC Claremont. And he can really stroke it from three. Uh, we saw that. I saw that on Saturday where he went five from nine from deep and he got hot in the second half. But Trayvon Faulkner is a fifth-year uh, guard who also is coming off a great performance. He really turned it around in the second half of their game versus uh, UC Claremont. But I think those two guys and Sam Vincent, who is coming off a Horizon League freshman of the year, 
And he was also named to the Horizon League first team, uh, all preseason team. So those three guys, I think their guard play is what you really got to look at when you head into this matchup. Now, um, Sam Vincent uh, played in my basketball program. So I know Sam really well, his family. And shout out Sam's younger brother, Nathan, who also was a star basketball player at Highlands High School, where Sam went. Uh, Sam is a tremendous kid. I mean, I, I of course, I hope the Bearcats uh, blow out NKU, but at the same time, I hope that Sam plays well. And I know Sam's been battling an injury. And, Neil, I think when you were at the game, he didn't play, correct? Correct, yeah. <clears throat> so I was obviously filling in for Tim Daniel, and uh, I had the brief update that he did roll his ankle versus Kent State. And it did look pretty gnarly, but he was in a boot on Saturday. But Coach Darren Horn said after the game, it was just sound like a sprained ankle and was something they were watching day to day. So uh, hopefully we see him out there Wednesday or tomorrow night. So well, obviously that's a big impact of their offense. But yeah, so he did have a boot on on Saturday. So it sounds like it's just a minor ankle sprain. It was day to day. Yeah, I, I hope he plays. I tell you what, a healthy Sam Vincent, he is tough. I mean, that that kid can flat out play a lot of when we were going through the recruiting process when he played in uh, my program, um, but people didn't realize how good he was. And then he gets to NKU, and I think he had – I think it was like eight weeks straight he won freshman of the week. Something crazy, like he broke a Horizon League record or something like that. I mean, he's just great attitude, kind of like a Jared Hensley kid, great attitude. Sam's super, super athletic. He doesn't appear to be, but he will take off and dunk on you. So hopefully there's a healthy Sam Vincent. Uh, versus the Bearcats. Um, also, I got to give a quick shout out to the walk-on for NKU who also played in my program, Mitchell Miner. And if that name sounds familiar, Miner, his father is an NKU great named Shannon Miner, who is currently the head coach of North College Hill High School Boys Basketball Team. So shout out Shannon Miner. We grew up together and uh, his son Mitchell for making it as a walk-on this year. Uh, Mitchell's a hard-working kid, man, so uh, shout-out to those guys. Uh, the Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. Now, let, let's talk about um, matchups that we're kind of, like, looking forward to watching uh, this game. Um, Neil, let's, let's start with you since I think you have a little more um, in-depth look at, at uh, NKU. Any matchups you want to see, a couple guys going at it defensively? Yeah, so I think it obviously NKU plays that traditional 2-3 zone that they have played for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And that was yep. something they really stuck with on Saturday. So you see Claremont actually was able to beat them on the penetration kick. And obviously they started to light it up from three early. I mean, they were only down eight at halftime, I believe. So if you can get that penetration kick to guys like DeJulius, Nollies, even guys like JD, get them going early. That'll be a huge beneficial, and that'll open up the inside game like Big Vic. So I expect Big Vic to have a big night. Obviously, you got to kind of play against the zone, which is something UC hasn't done all season. But overall, I think they can really attack that zone, space the floor, and get them kind of on their feet. I expect guys like Landers Nolly, JD, David DeJulius to really open the floor up for Big Vic down in the paint. Uh, JT, any guys you want to see go at it? Yeah, man. Um, the guys I already said, but uh, I want to see how they attack the two three zone um, because now they have a lot more. They got a lot more weapons at their disposal. So if a guy can, you know, hopefully shoot them out of it. I know NKU is like gun ho about playing at two three, but 
if they can hit a couple in a row or just get good shots out of it and also rebound out of it. Because if Big Vic is doing his thing and Odie are doing their thing, it's going to be long rebounds, but those guys will have the advantage, I feel like, in that paint. So I want to see how they attack it. And if they just don't, like if they're cold, if they don't uh, stop hunting the three and start just being like, hey, we're going to punish these guys and cut backside off of them. You know what I mean? Um, so I want to see, mm -hmm. see how they attack it if the three isn't falling. Um, and then also just try to punish them because with their with their size as well. So, well, the Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services for friendly expert tax advice whenever you need it. Come to Donahue Accounting Services, a leading accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Our top notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at five one three five two eight. 3982 or visit online donahueaccountingservice.com. And you're listening to the Bearcat Tip Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. We're going to jump into our Kenyan segment sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. And I said last podcast to give Greg a follow on Twitter. I think he's a great uh, ambassador of the Bearcat program, love Cincinnati, but I didn't give his Twitter handle. So let me do that at Cincy Greg Hooden. I got to make sure I do that. I'm sure he loves that. So this is where we kind of cover the keys to the game. And, and, and fellas, I want to start this one off, okay? And then I want to kind of throw it off to you guys here. Some of the things that um, I'm looking for in particular uh, from this game. Um, I, I think this game is very, very important going into Maui, okay? So follow me on this. You know, if, if you're part of the coaching staff, right, you're Wes Miller, and you're looking at this schedule, you have your eye on Maui, right? So whether they go and win the Maui invitation, whatever, whatever, but I think they have to represent very well. I think they have to be very, very competitive and show people this is the brand of basketball and how competitive we are when we're on center stage against big-time competition. So people can see that because, as we know, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, the recruits are coming. The horses are coming, but people need to know we're going to be competitive on the big stage. So with that being said, as a coaching staff, you have to back out these four games prior to Maui. So you're looking at Chaminade, Cleveland State, EKU, and you're throwing and you're mixing up different guys. But I think for this NKU game, and JT, I want to start with you. You correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I want us to win big, but I, I want us to leave healthy. <laughs> I want us to be healthy going into Maui. JT, agree? Right. Yes. So I'll take a, like a low double-digit win and everybody that plays tomorrow is able to play in Maui. Like, I don't – like, I'd rather that happen and it's a little dicey for a second and everybody that yeah. suited up can play. And then some people that didn't – probably won't suit up, um, they'll be ready to play. So I'll take that besides a 25-point victory and somebody else yep. is dinged up. Right. So uh -huh. I know we don't have a crystal ball to control that, but I totally agree because I feel like they don't have to win Maui, but they have to like it'd be beautiful if they go down there, win a game or two. And even in their losses, they're competing because that's going to be on a big stage for the recruits. Yes. Right. So it's like it might be yes. a kid they might not be looking at, but they like the brand of ball that the Bearcats are playing that will be like, 
hey, I'm a four star, I'm a five star, and I like you guys, and I feel like I could be a mm piece -hmm. that helps you, right? Because it's room for improvement, but you you can see how the staff lets these guys play, like where you know in the prior times people only could do certain things, and that's cool. We the Bearcats always have been a winning basketball thing. I feel like Huggins kind of let the leash off for people, um, for the most part, still point guards. <laughs> um, in a day, like you turn the ball, everything come here, but um. <laughs> but like he, you know how hugs would be. He'd be like, hey, well, 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 let me let me say something, JT. Yeah. I'll tell you why he was like that. Because do you know that hugs at UC and during at least during up to my time, yeah. I don't know about after, was undefeated, was undefeated when we as a team had 10 turnovers or less. Dang, we never lost that. the game. I didn't know that. So now does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do, you might get one. If you come off the bench, you turn over and he's like, hey, come here, player. <laughs> but I can't, hey, come, dang, you, know, you hear that buzzer? Let me go out of bounds. She's like, come on, sit next to me. He's cussing him out. But it's all yep. good. I love hugs. This is my guy. But um, but like I said, you, you go there and you play, represent the represent the Bearcats logo well, I, I think it's sky's the limit. They're already recruiting at a high clip already. They're going into the Big 12. You got the staff that relates to these young men. You got the coach that let these young men play. And it's just a good situation. But if they do good in Maui, man, somebody that we're not looking at is going to be looking at looking at them. And it might be a 2024 recruit. It might be a 2025 recruit. But it's going to be somebody that pops up, maybe two, that you're like, oh, my God, how'd they get them? Because they represented Maui well on a national national stage. And, and listen, no no offense to NKU and Darren Horn. Darren Horn is a great coach, does a great job. And, and shout out to Darren Horn's son, Walker Horn, who uh, played in my basketball program, is currently a walk-on for the University of Kentucky. Nice. So, you know, shout out Walker Horn. Yeah, great, great kid. And uh, Darren's a great coach. And no offense to NKU. But listen, I mean, I, I'd love for us to go and win big. But I think the, the bigger picture is Maui, like you said, and just putting on a great performance, letting letting recruits see. And I, I think I think you have to look at it like this. If we go in there and we're super competitive, yeah, we might lose a game here or there. Yeah. West can now sell that to a recruit. Listen, you're gonna take us over the hump. You see how we how competitive we were. Now you're gonna help us to get over the hump. Bingo. Right? Bingo. You yep. got it it's uh, right there. Not to cut you off, but it's right there. It's like it's proof in the pudding. It's like it's like last year when they did real well. I forgot what tournament they were in. Like now these young men that came champions like, classic. It was yeah, the they did Hall of real Fame well, represented real well. You know, they hit a yeah, wall Illinois because a lot of people had yeah, they hit a wall because then there was a lot of tape on them. But this year they got more talent as far as like length. You know, last year they were a lot smaller. They were tall down low, but everywhere else they were small. So. It, I think it's just going to be a win-win situation as long as they come in there and play ball. And I just hope, like, no, no disrespect to NKU, I just hope whoever suits up can suit up in Maui. And it may be a one or two people, if it's somebody that doesn't play them, uh, tonight, they can suit up in Maui as well. You know what I mean? So that's that's, that's all I hope, at, you know, not, not to diss NKU at all. It's no shade. Darren Horn's doing a hell of a job down there. Um, yeah, hell of a job. Yeah, so, but it's just that you know we're we're here to talk about the Bearcats, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to say what, what they need to do. So healthy. Well, I don't know if they got to wrap them up in bubble wrap. Come up, come up there. Call them. Have my bubble boys and had their arms out. I don't know if they're shifty enough to do that and play defense. <laughs> Wes might kill me if I just from hearing that. And <laughs> and dudes will be getting in hell of foul trouble. So, but bubble wrap. They might have to no bubble question. boys tomorrow or tonight. <laughs>
<laughs> well, the Kenyan segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Now, now, Neil, um, th- there are a couple guys that I, I really want to see get off tonight in this game, and it's not the usual suspects. I would like to see Micah and Kalu break out and have big offensive games, and, and here's why. So Juice is going to be Juice. Landers is going to be Landers. Vic showing out. But I think, you know, like, like um, JT's been saying, you know, kind of going into this Maui, it'd be good to give those guys, guys kind of a break and have other guys step up. Kalu's due for a big game. Um, when I think when they had their secret skim, scrimmages, he was the leading scorer versus Purdue. Bingo. Right? Yep. He has – right? He has the capability. I think Micah's playing with some confidence. He's got some swag to him. I talked to him after the game a little bit. So I'm hoping for a breakout game from those two guys. Yeah, most definitely. And I think Micah has came into the season with that swag. I mean, obviously, we saw his first game. I think he finished with 13 points on five of seven shooting. But as you mentioned, mm-hmm. after seeing NKU in person, this could be a night where Kalu is also one of those guys who could pop off. I mean, obviously, I think the tallest guy for NKU that played versus UC Claremont, like good quality minutes, was Chris mm-hmm. Brandon. I think he's six seven, six eight. I mean, obviously, he did a lot of things tremendously well for the Norse, but I think this is a matchup where we could see Kalu really show us what he is made of. I mean, obviously, we all know he's a physical monster in the paint, which could give NKU some trouble, obviously, if they get into that early foul trouble. And they don't really have that depth in the paint, obviously, with guys like Chris Brandon. And they have another guy on the bench who's like seven foot one, I believe. He's from overseas, if I remember right. But you look at that, and I think this could be the night where we actually see the good Kalu that we – Saw last season where he averaged 12 and 8, I believe. So I think this could be the matchup where Clue really pops off. The Kenyan segment, Keys to the Game, was sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. And our twig, our Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. All right, we cover hot topics this segment. We are totally – JT, I saw JT after the game uh, versus uh, EKU, and we're, we're just going to totally stay away from any predictions moving uh, forward. No we're, we're out on the prediction <laughs> business. Right, no predictions. None. None. But one thing we didn't do last – I'm not going to make us make any predictions – but one thing we didn't do last podcast is actually talk about the game Isaiah Collier played in versus Sycamore. We kind of hyped it up, but we didn't talk about kind of the yeah. I think, details and inner workings of that game. Yeah, um, I was there for that game, and I got to see uh, 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 Collier play. Now, did you guys get to see any clips from the game? I saw a little, saw a little. but I didn't see too much. Yeah, nothing crazy. I saw a little, like, couple, couple little plays, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Some real nice plays against the room. So that's about it. <clears throat> so, so I want, I want to give you, give you guys a, a, a couple thoughts here uh, from what I saw. Um, he, he impressed me in several ways. You know, sometimes when you think of high level players, five star guys at that level, they're just a scoring machine and all they want to do is attack and score and dunk on people, shoot deep threes. 
But I was impressed with Collier's ability to control the game, be calm on offense, and he is like college ready. Like he is physically strong. And after the game, I was talking with Wes, I was talking with Isaiah, and I told Isaiah, I said, you remind me at times of Chris Paul from a standpoint of you're so calm out there. It's like you're never rattled. You control the game. And he really is an elite passer. I mean, he Collier threw some high-level elite passes that you just don't see high school kids doing. I, I totally get what everybody's raving about uh, with this young man. Um, but my question is, he's making his uh, commitment today, and he could drop his commitment during the NKU game, which is crazy, right? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Has he said what time he's going to drop it? We don't know. We don't know. Um, JT, everything's been super tight-lipped with this young yeah, man. Th- this is like one of the first times in a long time that I had, like people have no idea, like not just me, not just Neil. People have no idea, not you, you know what I mean? Like people normally know the day before that, yes. okay, the kid born something crazy, he's here and nobody knows. And if somebody tells you they know, <clears throat> it's a family member or they lying. Like flat out, like they're, they're capping, they're super capping, and don't trust anything they say because they're they're lying. They're like Le, they're like LeBron. Yeah, said me lying. <laughs> I knew Migos are gonna be stuff, be the shit, right? In two thousand ten. See that me capping LeBron? You were capping. Capping. love LeBron and death, but he definitely um, been capping. So for sure. But you know what, JT, real quick, you're you're one hundred percent correct because. I knew, and you guys probably did too. I knew way before Rayvon committed, he was going to use. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, yeah, right. I knew, yeah, everybody. I, I mean, think a lot of people lot got wind of that, right? Sure. I mean, you got wind of that. The, the Jizzle, I, I got wind of that prior to him, you know, committing. Oh, for sure. So, I think, like mm, when he yep. left, I was about ninety percent sure like that after his visit like before he left Cincinnati I was about ninety percent sure he was gonna be a bear cat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was nine mm-hmm. like ninety percent sure. Like yeah you know what I mean? Like, I knew like okay barring something super crazy on that one. I knew Jizzle was coming. And I mean something you know we could report and stuff before it happens but we knew he was coming. You know so with this one like nobody knows man I'm talking about you could turn every rock and cranny. Like you, if somebody knows right now, it might be, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's like they got a bug, yeah, got the bug in the kid's house. That's the only way. That's I what makes his. Now. That's what makes his recruitment so special is because you never know or see a prospect at his caliber keep that recruitment as tight lipped as this has been. Because no one, obviously, we mentioned, no one knows where he's gonna go. But, I mean, you're a guy at his caliber, considered the top player in the class of 2023. Usually you get those speculations like, yeah, he's going here, he's going there. But like we mentioned with this one, it's been very impressive to see how in-house he has kept this decision. And it's going to be it's going to be a fun time to watch tomorrow night. The Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. But you know what? What, what more can – I mean, I think like the staff has done everything they can do to land this kid. I think 
fans have gone above and beyond to help land this kid. Um, I can speak for myself as a former player. I've talked to Isaiah. I've talked to his coach. Um, I think everybody has done what they can do. So it's on the kid. Does he feel comfortable coming to the University of Cincinnati, USC, Michigan? I don't know if UCLA is still in the picture. I'm sure they are. Um, maybe the kid doesn't even know. It'll be interesting to see. Now, obviously, we'll, we'll find that out tomorrow. But but the last thing I want to talk about really quickly is the impact that John Newman is having on this team right now, not playing because of the injury. I, I don't think people fully understand. I think Wes might have talked about it in the press conferences. But, man, John, John Newman is so important to this basketball team. And I think if he plays in a couple of these other games, we definitely, when we start to get that lead, we definitely take off just because defensively, he heats it up so much. His defense is going to lead to some easy baskets, getting the plays, cheering, some dunks, and then we start blowing teams out. Um, JT, your thoughts? For sure, man. Um, I mean, Wes has talked about it. Even Hensley and Odie talked about it. Just like what type of person he is, positive guy, pit bull. Like he's one of those guys, like if you go play five on five at a, a non-ref game, you want him. I, I will take that man on my team. I know he's going to play hard. He's not going to be scared, and he's just going he gonna to do something. You'd be like, all right, he might shoot something crazy, but then he might make a couple plays in a row that you're like, dang, we would have lost this game without him doing what he just did. So it's just a guy that you you want on your team, infectious guy, nice guy, uh, room for him to come back and be healthy. Um, you know, we posted that today. It was something that finally dropped. Everybody kind of knew, but it was official. And um, just told him, you know, we wishing the best for him and stuff. Like, I already reached out to him and everything. So I just want him to, you know, heal as fast as possible. And, you know, whatever the cars hold, you know, hopefully he's all good. So. Now, Neil, do you think this means we see Josh Reed tonight? Um, I'm not quite sure, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it is a good possibility with guys like Dan Skillings also battling that little rolled ankle we have. It might be. Uh, the game we see him, but in, to be all fair, honest, I'm not even 100% sure either. I mean, just got to see how the game goes, I guess. The Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. 93 Ways to Mentor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in the greater Cincinnati area through mentoring, therapy, education, and financial support. To support Visit the website 93waystomentor.com or contact Derek Adams at 513-310-1715. Fellas, this concludes another great podcast, and I want to thank all of our sponsors, Taxley, Donahue Accounting Services, Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota, 93 Ways to Mentor, of course, Mio's. Um, I will be heading to the game tonight. Are you guys going? Yes, I'll be there as a credential media member. So make sure you guys, if you see me, you guys are more than happy to say what's up. I'm sure I'd love to talk the podcast with any Bearcat fan that came up and wants to talk about it. I will miss this one, but I'll be watching. So I uh, got to handle some business. So if I did show up, it'll be like on CP time. So we'll just go ahead and let Neil hold it down <laughs> like he does. Uh, so, you sounded real. Wait a minute. You sounded real gangster when you said it. You like I gotta handle some business. Gotta handle some business, <laughs> man. Gotta handle some business. Gotta handle some business. Gotta handle some business. 
got to handle um, business. Now listen, I love NKU's arena. Um, and you know what? What's crazy is I, I've got a lot of love for NKU because when UC was renovating Fifth Third Arena, right? We we played yeah. that that season there, and they were so inviting. I, I love going there. The parking wasn't the greatest. They weren't always prepared for that many people. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was a great arena. You know, like we didn't have to go downtown to. U.S. Bank or go somewhere else. I thought I thought NKU was a great place uh, for us to go, and I have a very fond memory there. One of the last times that I really had a great conversation and took a picture there was with Chuck Mayshuck. Oh, nice! The legendary Chuck. He was there at that game, and someone told me, I forget what game it was. It was towards the end of the season. Um, I remember Gary Clark played really well that game, and. I was down on the floor and someone said, hey, Chuck Mayshuck's here. You know, everyone kind of knew he wasn't doing well. He was a little mm-hmm. sick. Go say hello. So I went over and said hello. I said, hey, Chuck, well, let's get a picture together. And we took one. That was one of the last times that I mm-hmm. really had a conversation. Mm-hmm. I remember exactly where I was, man. You, you talk about a great human being, Chuck Mayshuck. Yeah, good dude. Definitely was a center of the program. Absolutely. You see through and through, man. We we definitely miss him. Shout out to Chuck and his family. And uh, quickly, too, before we forget, uh, JT, you're wearing a um, San Francisco 49ers hoodie right now. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to let all the Bearcat fans out there know you're a big 49ers fan. And you, you spew a lot of this, like, disrespect to Jimmy G. And every time I watch Jimmy G performs well or well enough for the team to win. And um, hence, I'm getting you a T-shirt. It was first it was going to be a jersey, but I, I just love this T-shirt. I'm getting you a T-shirt for Christmas. And Bearcat fans out there, it's a picture of Jimmy G in this like really, I don't know what kind of pose it is, but just doing whatever. And it says Jimmy GQ. It's the perfect T-shirt for you, JT. Man. Are you going to wear Bearcat, it? Bearcat Nation. Get me a Debo Samuel jersey or T-shirt. Nope. Give me a no. Ben Ayuk T-shirt or jersey. No. Give me a George Kittle T-shirt or jersey. Give me no. a Fred Warner T-shirt or jersey. Joey Bosa. <laughs> Joey Bosa. Give me, give me, me Joe. No. You're a 49ers Joey. fan and you just got the wrong Bosa name. Let me, Joey bad. plays Nick for Bosa, the bad. Nick Bosa. He got a Goran injury. That's why I'm tripping. They both went to Ohio State. I'm tripping. Nick Bosa. Give me a Nick Bosa. Give me <laughs> give me a CMC. CMC, right? I don't even care. No. Give me a Elijah no. Mitchell t-shirt. I do not give me a Jimmy G. Give me a trade. Jimmy. No, no, it's Jimmy G. It's Jimmy GQ. It's Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy G. Jimmy G is an off-the-field legend, though. I'll give him that. Like, he's an off-the-field <laughs> oh, legend. Oh, man. But I am. Um, did you see I want to know what. I, at the, at the all, basketball game? When all the cheerleaders game? came? When all the cheerleaders came over to him? They, they didn't say that to anybody else that was on the front floor. <laughs> that was great. That was dope. Like, I, I'll give him that. Like, he's the man. Like, I mean, he's living a good man. life. Don't get me wrong. But he overthrew. You, it, they would have a Super Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes would not if he just hit Emmanuel Sanders who beat a double team by five yards, and he overthrew him. So, I will never forgive him for that. And then he's trying to throw. Then he tried to throw a left hand pass against the Rams last year or something <laughs> stupid. Like when Aaron Donald, always 
Get, he always kills the Rams. We're not. He even does, but when they counted most, we're what not. happened? What happened? When they counted most, we're he not. had beat y'all like See. twenty times in a row. Then right before Super Bowl, y'all win the Super Bowl. We watching at home because Jimmy G wants to throw a left hand pass. Neil, Neil, I opened up a, a box. I should. Yeah, man. This, this might not. This podcast <laughs> this, might not end. This turned into the 49ers kickoff talk podcast. Yeah, we this need to. <laughs> He's a legend right, in, the, in the streets, though. In the streets, I respect him. I, I will say this. I will, I, will, I will say this. I would love to see the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl. Obviously, it's it's tough, but they're the Bengals are five. What are they five and four going into the uh, week ten um, uh, bye week? Uh, same same record they had last year. Uh, I think they're they're trending the right way. Uh, I, and I tell you, I think the 49ers have one of the best rosters. They they do. They have yeah, a strong rosters. Team. They they do, and they could have easily beat the forty uh, the uh, Rams last year and yeah. been in that Super Bowl game, right? Yeah. And so dropped a freaking punt, essentially that Matt Stafford threw. Uh, I'm not going to talk. See, I'll, I'll field, open that. Lost it. If it was a filthy I'll be yeah. drunk, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would, but I would love to see the, the 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 Bengals back in there, and I think the the 49ers have a good chance. And and you're going to stop the Jimmy G slander. So uh, <laughs> we want to slander. There we go. And you'll wear that you wear that t-shirt. Yeah, I'm kidding you. you. We want to remind we want to remind <laughs> all the Bearcat fans out there to visit Mio's Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat Game Days. Thanks to Kelly and Rich at Mio's for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk Podcast. And the Tip-Off Talk Podcast is presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. And we will be back on Monday, November 21st at 10 a.m. with a new episode. You ready for this? The Arizona Game Preview. It's gonna be a fire. It's gonna be a fire podcast right there, folks. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna it's be a good, good one. Absolutely. And we want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk Podcast presented by Taxi. Go Bearcats. Go Bearcats.